pretty much anything you can think of, there is a niche for it on TikTok. And the way that the algorithm works, it really like pays attention to the things that you engage with. So because Gilmore Girls is so specific, if you've engaged with Gilmore Girls hashtags before, it's going to consistently show you more Gilmore Girls content and hashtags. Um, and so that's kind of how I, you know, built my following in that niche. You're listening to episode 122 of Poolside Podcast. I am Rachel Anthony, your host as always, and I'm excited you are listening. It is a Tuesday, it's almost Christmas, and either if you're like me or you're trying to finish a whole bunch of work to take a few days off, or you work not for yourself and you probably were done work last week. So I hope you're enjoying your holidays, even if you're at home and can't see anybody or do anything. <laughs> but we'll make it through this. Um, in the meantime, I appreciate you listening to my podcast. Today's episode is with Kaylee Reed. She is one of my friends and the founder of Hermana Agency, which is an influencer marketing agency, and she is also a content creator. In this episode, we talk about all things TikTok, how the platform has changed over the last year, how brands are using it, and what influencer marketing looks like on TikTok. She shares how she built her TikTok following, which is more than 50,000 followers, by really niching down into Gilmore Girls. We talk a ton about Gilmore Girls and how she's really found her audience with that passion that is fairly random and definitely not on her other platforms. And she also shares how to find your own niche by finding something you love or obsessed with or any sort of hobby or outside passion and turning that into an audience on a platform. Kaylee walks us through her content creation process and her advice for people who are wanting to up their game on TikTok. She gives all of those tips and tricks and really just like the inspiration to start creating videos with your own niche. Um, it made me even re-listening to this as I was um, listening to what I was going to say in this intro. It made me want to create a better TikTok strategy than I currently have going. So in the new year, we will all be better at TikTok. Thanks to Kaylee. So let's jump into it. Here is a TikTok episode with Kaylee. Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. I am here with Kaylee virtually. And I'm excited for you to be back. I think this is like your third time on the podcast. You're my most interviewed guest. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. I'm flattered. <laughs> um, and do you want to just, for people who haven't heard your other episodes or don't follow you, do you want to just introduce yourself and give us a little background on who you are and what you do? Yeah, totally. So my name's Kaylee. Uh, I grew up in Alberta, moved to the East Coast, and I'm back in Calgary now. I've been here for two years, and I've been working in the digital space for it feels like my whole life since I graduated university way back in, who knows, 2014. Um, I started in fashion e-commerce and transi transitioned into influencer marketing over the past few years. Uh, I opened my influencer agency around this time last year, which it feels like it's been way longer than that, but it's only been a year now. Um, and basically what I do is I help connect the dots between brands and influencers. So sorry. <laughs> so I manage, 
So I manage a handful of talent such as uh, like Instagram influencers, TikTok influencers. Um, I work with brand clients who basically are looking to work with influencers. So I help them find the right influencers. I help manage those relationships, negotiate those contracts. Um, and then I'm a content creator myself. So that's kind of my fun side thing is I work with brands as a micro influencer, um, both on TikTok and Instagram. And so my whole life, both my hobbies and my work are very much intertwined in the influencer space. Um, and yeah, what else can I tell you? That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's a good summary, I feel. Um, and like you mentioned, you do TikTok and I feel that you've kind of become like an expert on TikTok just mm. because you were very open about it, I think. And you were just like talking about it the most when it yes. came out. I guess, and became big. Um, and so we did a full episode on TikTok and it was actually last November, which is crazy because I feel like we just recorded that. Um, but last November, it's episode 87 for people if you want to listen to it and get the lowdown on TikTok. But how would you say that TikTok has evolved since its like official launch in quotations last year? And how has it impacted your use of the app over the last year? Yeah, great point. Okay, so... It has been a wild year because it has not even been, I don't think, one full year since I've been on TikTok. Or maybe like I know October last year was when I first started getting on the app and posting. Um, and so, so much has happened in that time. I would say, I mean, I, I kind of forget what we talked about in that last episode, but I feel like that was when I was just learning more about the app. And the reason why I had gotten on TikTok is because I started seeing bigger brand clients looking specifically for TikTok influencers um, for the different campaign campaigns they were running. And so I was like, oh, well, I need to understand TikTok if brands are starting to put their dollars there. I did like a 30-day challenge where I was posting every single day for 30 days. I gained like 10,000 followers in like just over a month. And, you know, having been on Instagram for what, seven years. I didn't even have 10,000 followers on Instagram at the time. So I was like, wow, this app is magical. Um, it just like has this innate ability to go viral. The algorithm is so different than TikTok. It prioritizes showing your content to strangers versus people that follow you. So it's a very interesting um, platform compared to Instagram. And basically over the course of the past year that I've been using TikTok, um, it has become a huge part of my business, both with the influencers that we manage um, and the brands that I work with. So for example, during quarantine, uh, I came on to help run the TikTok for Some Good News, which is the show that John Krasinski launched during quarantine, um, and really starting to help brands understand the platform and how to strategize and create content content on the platform because it is so different than every other platform out there because it is full of memes and it is like teen culture. And so the one thing that I saw really change uh, about TikTok over the past year is that in that March, April, May timeframe, the user base shot up um, by a huge margin because everybody was stuck at home and people were downloading the app and there was a, you know, an increase in 
uh, users and the audience there. And it went from just being teenagers who, you know, spend their time on the internet posting dumb things to all of a sudden being a platform that is not just teenagers anymore, but has like a really wide audience um, in niches all across the board. It's not just dancing and lip syncing anymore. It's like fashion and beauty and comedy and entertainment and education and basically anything that you can think of is on TikTok now. And so that was the first biggest change that we saw was just the popularity in TikTok and how people started changing their behavior on the app when other people that they know are now on TikTok. So TikTok used to be this app that like none of your friends were on and you're like kind of anonymous on TikTok. And then in the past like six months, I would say it's become one of the most popular apps, if not the most popular app amongst pretty much everybody our age and younger. Um, and so the user behavior has just changed a lot. And so this time last year, it was super easy to go viral. Um, trying to think, I think it was like the second or third video that I posted got over 100,000 views with basically, you know, zero followers. And that's still very possible on TikTok just because of the nature of the algorithm. But I will say it's become more difficult to go viral consistently because the app is more saturated. And so there's more content creators, there's more influencers, um, more people who are doing fashion content, for example. Whereas I feel like this time last year, the app was mostly funny things and dancing and fashion was a new niche on the app. Now, fashion TikTok is one of the largest niches on the app and every fashion blogger and influencer has a TikTok account where they do those fashion transition videos and style videos. Um, and so just doing like kind of basic videos like that is generally not enough to cut it anymore to get a viral hit versus a year ago, it was a lot easier to like come up with new ideas and go viral. So you have to be a little bit more creative now with TikTok and really like think about how you're going to put your unique spin and original twist on the app. That's always been the case, but I feel like a little bit even more so now that the app is more saturated. Right. Yeah, totally. And I think, I mean, maybe TikTok created COVID so that everyone would download TikTok <laughs> because I feel like that is what people were just doing at home because you had so much time, like you said, and because your videos didn't have to be like extravagant, so you could do it at home and still create that content. And like you said, like still go viral because it was still like even quarantine, beginning of quarantine, I feel like was still pretty early on in the like user saturation. So you could be like, totally. whatever you were doing during quarantine was like I did, I think my viral video, I made like some sort of stupid like banana, fried bananas, and it was the worst <laughs> video ever, but it was like during quarantine and literally it had like 2 million views and it's really weird that that's, that's what so happened, crazy. but it was just like the beginning of it and you're just like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So I guess it doesn't have to be like something crazy, but I agree with what you said that I think now because people have figured that out that you have to be a little more unique than you had to be at the beginning. And I feel like, like, I don't remember all your videos, but I feel like you've done a really good job of like niching down into like kind of a weird niche of like <laughs> pop culture, TV shows, you know, but I feel you like said it that in you. the nicest possible way. <laughs> kind I don't know of how you would niche. describe it. How would you describe your TikTok well, brand? <laughs> I mean... When I started on TikTok, I didn't know what I was doing. And what first got me viral hits was the fashion videos that now everybody does, you know, the transition videos that 
a year ago that was like a cool and cute thing and now it's like every single fashion person does a transition video and so when quarantine hit and I had nowhere to go and I had no like cute outfits anymore and I just like was so not inspired um the only thing that I was doing basically in quarantine was watching Gilmore Girls and I just started having all these ideas for like memes to do with Gilmore Girls especially like Gilmore Girls if it was set in 2020 and just like the weird crossovers <laughs> happening in my mind while I'm like sitting at home every night watching Gilmore Girls and so my content basically evolved into becoming like a fan page for Gilmore Girls <laughs> but like putting a spin on every like trending meme but relating it back to Gilmore Girls so like there's all these different, I don't even know how to describe, it's hard unless you're on the app, but like different <laughs> audios, trending audios and things, basically whatever it is, I just make it Gilmore Girls. And that has somehow gotten me almost 50,000 followers now. Um, and it's, I would say the most fun content I've ever made because on Instagram and every other platform, it's like pretty much just my life and fashion and, you know, influencer tips and that sort of thing. But this is just fun content, like fangirling <laughs> over my favorite characters. And it definitely is a niche. So like I was saying, like pretty much anything you can think of, there is a niche for it on TikTok. And the way that the algorithm works, it really like pays attention to the things that you engage with. So because Gilmore Girls is so specific, if you've engaged with Gilmore Girls hashtags before, it's going to consistently show you more Gilmore Girls content and hashtags. Um, and so that's kind of how I, you know, built my following in that niche. Yeah. And it's interesting because I feel like I was creeping your page yesterday when I was like <laughs> getting ready for this, but I feel like all of your videos do fairly well because it, I think it is so niche. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when people are still trying to do like general fashion or not so niche, then you hit or miss whether you're going to get lots of views. But I feel like just looking at like your last like nine videos or whatever, they all are over like 50,000 views because they are so niche and specific. So if someone wants to, I mean, everyone I think now has TikTok. I think when we were talking last time, people were still like unsure whether they should download right. it or not, but like everyone has it now. So if someone wants to build their following on there, what are your suggestions for finding that niche? How often you should be posting that whole like generalization of it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, finding your niche is, like, such a, a question that yeah. I, I feel like, but I think, like, for me, it's something I fell into, and it's just something that I, like, genuinely love. Like, what are the weird things that you love and that you could talk about literally for hours? What are things that, like, you're a fan of or you're really good at? Like, maybe you're great at cooking and you're obsessed with certain cooking brands. Like, can you make that part of your niche versus just, like, ooh, lifestyle, you know? And so I think on TikTok, it's like more beneficial to niche down versus on Instagram because on Instagram, brands are for the most part still looking for like lifestyle influencers and, you know, they want something a little bit more general, but on TikTok, I guess it depends on what your goal is. But on TikTok, if you have a niche, it's much easier, I think, to build your following because your audience knows what to expect from you. And especially if it's something like really unique or quirky or random, you might be the only person creating content around that. Like I honestly, there's like me and one other person that I know of that basically have accounts dedicated to Gilmore Girls <laughs> and that's it. And Gilmore Girls is also like a random thing because it's such an old show that like 
no kids or teenagers are really like making content about it, but so many kids are like starting to watch it now for the first time, which is also really weird. So finding something that is like slightly undersaturated um, in that you can still, you know, make content that is going to be seen by people because something like fashion, for example, is super saturated, but how can you put your spin on it? So like, is it fashion for every Taylor Swift song that's ever been out or like recreating Taylor Swift looks like, are you a Swifty? Like make your page super dedicated to that specific thing. Um, and I think too, it's, I, I might've said this last time, but seeing which of your videos does well and then recreating that so if you have no idea just like using you know content ideas from all of your niches and all of your interests and whichever ones pop off then it's like oh okay now I should make that into a series or I should recreate that same idea because that's something that is sticking yeah totally and I feel like you said like it's much more fun to create on TikTok and I think it's always been more fun because it doesn't seem as serious yeah. as Instagram <laughs> is and so I feel like even if people are already on Instagram or they're making that type of content that they should really find their hobbies or passions that they do enjoy that maybe like you said aren't going to cross over well to Instagram because people would be like what are you posting and it doesn't <laughs> like work on that but then you can have more fun and I think it really helps with like creatively just like challenging yourself to think about things in a different way or like create different types of content rather than like on Instagram you kind of know what you're supposed to post and what you're supposed to create and it's become very like routine I think where TikTok still has that chance for people to step outside of their box totally. and create something different. Um, and for brands now, because I feel like brands are much more aware of TikTok and how they can, maybe they don't know how they can use it, but they should be using it to target certain demographics. So what are your tips for strategies when you're coming up for the brand side for how they should be using TikTok, either through influencer marketing or their own accounts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say the first thing, okay, if you don't understand TikTok, but you want to have a presence there um, and you don't have the time to dedicate to it or the money necessarily to hire like a TikTok person for your team, then partnering with influencers, I think is going to be the best bet because influencers are the ones that understand the platform. Clearly they've done it well enough that they've built their own audience there and they know the trends and they are really on top of, you know, what does well on TikTok versus what doesn't. So if you're a brand who, you know, you're maybe stepping your toe into the water, but you can't commit to a full content strategy, I feel like collaborating with influencers is a really great start and really asking them, you know, how they could envision your products or your services um, in their content because a lot of times like influencers have ideas for these things but brands come to us with creative briefs and we have to follow the creative brief exactly as they tell us to versus if you're a brand who doesn't really know what's going to do well on TikTok but there's influencers that you admire go to them and ask them how they would want to you know create content with your products because they could have really great ideas that help you understand the TikTok culture better. Um, if you are a brand that does have time to dedicate to creating a content strategy on TikTok and spending time on TikTok and posting and creating that content, the first thing is just like being present on the app, like just immerse yourself because it is such a totally different universe than any other platform. And I think the best way to understand it is to just spend time on it because you're going to see the trends and you're going to better understand 
what performs well and what doesn't based on what is in your For You page and what viral videos are shown to you. So when you see something that's viral, you can use that as inspiration and take notes on, okay, how would I like recreate something like this for my brand? Or is there something about this audio or something about this trend that we can do and incorporate our brand in it? And if you don't have products necessarily, maybe your brand, like for example, I'm working with a lot of entertainment companies now. So like Radiant Studios, we're working on uh, Happy Hazel, which is a new YouTube show that just launched a few weeks ago and I'm helping with their TikTok strategy. And for that, it's not a product that we can, you know, share on TikTok, but it's more about how do you create something memeable, which is, can also be really difficult, but um, figuring out or like testing different uh, ways to see if you can like create a trending audio or create something that will be a trend versus playing off of other existing trends. So it's kind of a blend between all of those things. And I mean, there is a reason why there's now TikTok strategists and experts and people who are being hired specifically for these roles because it is time consuming and it does take a lot of energy to understand the platforms and like create this content. But in the long run, I think the payoff is really there on TikTok because of this, you know, ability to go viral. And there's so many brands who their whole you know, their livelihood has been changed overnight because something went viral on TikTok and then now their products are sold out. Um, and this is like a recurring story that we hear from so many small business owners and indie brands. And so it's, it's worth it in the long run if you're able to figure it out. It just does take a lot of that time and energy up front to become familiar with the platform. Right. And I think for brands that are already that already have a social strategy or have been working with Instagram and Facebook for such a long time, because obviously that's a slow progression as well. And you don't even have the opportunity to go viral really anymore <laughs> on those platforms. And so um, taking the time and the money and investing in TikTok, I think now brands should understand the value of that. And where do you see, like, obviously the last, like, like you said, hasn't even really been a full year since the evolution of TikTok, but where do you see TikTok going within the next like week, I guess, but like few <laughs> months or like by the end of the year for, for influencers, for personal use or for brands mm -hmm. in general? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the past month or two has been really volatile because of all of the discussion of TikTok being banned and the security issues and all of these things. And so it's been really hard to foresee, okay, where is this app going to be by the end of the year? Or what is it going to mean for creators or how will it evolve? I think from everything that I've seen, it's going to keep growing. And especially for you know, for both creators and for brands, it's going to continue to be a place of opportunity for going viral and building an audience. But what I think is the smartest thing that you can do with TikTok is push your audience outside of the platform. Because like any platform, you don't want to have all of your eggs in one basket. And so let's say TikTok disappears, you know, in a week from now. Well, what are you going to do every day leading up to that to make sure that your audience on TikTok can convert to other platforms? And it's tried and true. And we've seen it been done over and over again by influencers I work with or brands where, you know, their podcast downloads have doubled because they posted about it on TikTok or they had a viral video uh, about, you know, something where now they have like 5,000 more Instagram followers. Like, these things definitely happen. And so I would view TikTok as just another avenue to 
grow your overall community and your overall audience. And maybe TikTok is not your end game, but it can be a great tool to uh, grab an audience that you might not already be tapping into. Right. No, I think that's awesome. And just on the ban, is that like, do you want to just give us a quick update on the U.S. ban or where they're mm. at with it? Because I like followed it for a while and then. I know. I know. <laughs> um, so from what I understand, the deal is going through and there's really not much, quote unquote, to worry about. I think the election is obviously something that makes people anxious in a number of ways. And TikTok is just one more thing on top of that, <laughs> of, you know, whether or not the president is going to just like decide to pull the trigger on something. But from everything that I've heard and seen um, since the last update, it's that, you know, things are going fine. And I mean, we're in Canada too. So if it gets banned in the US, like, does that change our strategy here? This is a conversation I've had with clients is like, maybe, but also, you know, there's a huge audience outside of the US. And maybe that gives more space for content creators in Canada who maybe, you know, have a chance of becoming bigger now that there's not US creators that are competition. So there's a lot of like interesting thoughts around it. I think either way, we're pretty safe for what I suspect will be a while. I think the worst of our fears are pretty much over from the summer, but it was uh, quite stressful for a little while <laughs> as somebody who works in the space and relies on it for, you know, income. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Thanks for listening to part one of this interview with Kaylee Reed. Like I said in the intro, she shares so much TikTok advice and inspiration for really niching down and building your audience on that platform. So I hope you enjoyed it. And like I said, that was part one. So the second half of the interview with Kaylee will come out next Tuesday. And it is more about personal branding, content creation, and influencer marketing on Instagram and she also shares a lot more information about what she does as an influencer manager and how that looks for influencers and also for people who are thinking about hiring an agent or manager. So super interesting. Make sure you subscribe and rate and review this podcast and tune in next week for the second half of the interview with Kaylee.